Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that commemorates the lives and legacies of influential figures on the anniversary of their passing. Today we're honoring Waylon Jennings, a pioneering force in country music and a key figure in the outlaw movement. Jennings' gritty, distinctive sound and refusal to conform to the Nashville music establishment reshaped the genre, earning him a place in the hearts of music fans worldwide. With hits like Mama Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys and Luckenbach, Texas, Jennings' music spoke to life's hardship and joys, resonating with authenticity and emotional depth. Today marks the 22nd anniversary of his passing. So without any further ado, let's explore the life, music, and enduring legacy of Waylon Jennings. Part 1, The Roots of an Outlaw, 1937 to 1958. Born in the dust-blown landscape of Littlefield, Texas, during the tail end of the Great Depression, Waylon Arnold Jennings' early life was steeped in the kind of hardships that would later lend authenticity and depth to his country music narratives. The son of Laureen and William Jennings, Waylon was introduced to a life where music served as both a solace and a spark of joy amidst the struggles of poverty. His mother taught him to play the guitar at the age of eight, instilling in him a love for music that would define his life's path. The Jennings household was one where country music legends like Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family were constant companions, echoing through the family's modest home. These influences combined with the gospel music he heard in church deeply impacted Jennings, weaving a rich tapestry of sound and story that would later be reflected in his own music. By the age of 12, Jennings' talent was undeniable. He was playing guitar and singing with a voice that belied his young age on KVOW, a local radio station in Texas. This early exposure not only honed his performance skills, but also solidified his desire to pursue a career in music. As a teenager, Jennings' ambition and talent led him to perform at various local venues, from radio stations to taverns, often playing alongside his older brother Tommy. It was during this formative period that he dropped out of high school, determined to carve out a path in music itself. His relentless pursuit paid off when he secured a job at KLLL in Lubbock, Texas, where he worked as a DJ. It was here in the bustling hub of Lubbock's music scene that Jennings' path fatefully crossed with Buddy Holly's. Buddy Holly was already a rising star and saw potential in the young Jennings. Holly became his mentor, producer, and friend, helping Waylon to refine his craft and navigate the complexities of the music industry. Jennings' role as a bassist in Holly's band was a pivotal moment, exposing him to a national audience and connecting him with the rock and roll scene of the late 1950s. This period was a whirlwind of creativity and learning for Jennings, but it was also marked by tragedy. The plane crash that claimed Buddy Holly's life in 1959 was a devastating blow to Jennings, who had given up his seat on the plane, a decision that haunted him with survivor's guilt for years to come. Despite the loss of his friend and mentor, Jennings' resolve to pursue music never wavered. The tragedy imbued in him a sense of urgency and a deeper appreciation for life and music. He continued to perform, his style beginning to diverge from the Nashville mainstream as he experimented with blending genres and crafting a sound that was uniquely his own. This was the dawn of Jennings' journey as an artist, who would not only defy the conventions of country music, but also redefine it for generations to come. The roots of the outlaw had been firmly planted in the red Texas soil. 
From these beginnings, Waylon Jennings would grow into a towering figure in country music, his songs echoing the struggles, joys, and rebellious spirit of his life. His early years set the stage for a career marked by groundbreaking music, a relentless pursuit of artistic freedom, and an indelible impact on the musical world. Part 2, Rising Through the Ranks, 1959-1972 to the 1960s and early 1970s represented a period of profound transition and growth for Waylon Jennings, a time when he would transform from a regional talent into a national country music sensation. Following the tragic death of Buddy Holly in 1959, Jennings found himself navigating a complex emotional landscape, grappling with survivor's guilt and the daunting challenge of carving out his own identity in the music industry. This part of his life was characterized by relentless perseverance, evolving artistry, and the gradual emergence of a voice that would come to define the outlaw country movement. In the aftermath of Holly's death, Jennings returned to Lubbock, Texas, but he soon realized that the small-town music scene could no longer contain his ambitions. Seeking broader horizons, he moved to Phoenix, Arizona, where he immersed himself in the vibrant local music scene. It was in Phoenix that Jennings began to truly forge his musical identity, blending elements of rock, country, and blues into a distinctive sound that set him apart from the mainstream Nashville establishment. He played nightly gigs at JD's, a local nightclub, honing his craft and building a loyal following with his deep, resonant voice and charismatic stage presence. Jennings' time in Phoenix was not just a period of artistic growth, it was also a time of personal challenges and experimentation. He began to experiment with his sound and image, pushing it against the constraints of traditional country music. His refusal to conform to the polished, orchestrated sound favored by Nashville's music producers became a hallmark of his career, laying the groundwork for the outlaw country movement that would later define his legacy. But late 1960s, Jennings' rising popularity caught the attention of the Nashville music industry. In 1965, he made the move to Music City, signing a recording contract with RCA Victor, where he worked with legendary producer Chet Atkins. This partnership, though fruitful in terms of exposure and commercial success, became a source of frustration for Jennings. He chafed under the strict control of RCA's producers, who often dictated the arrangements and style of his recordings, stifling his creative autonomy. Despite this, Jennings managed to release several hits during this period, including Only Daddy That'll Walk the Line and The Chokin Kind, which showcased his unique blend of country and rock influences. The tension between Jennings' artistic vision and the commercial expectations of the Nashville music industry came to a head in the early 1970s. Frustrated by the lack of creative control and determined to pursue his music on his own terms, Jennings began to assert his independence. He negotiated a new deal with RCA that granted him greater artistic freedom, a rare concession in an industry known for its rigid control over artists. This newfound autonomy allowed Jennings to produce music that was truer to his vision blending traditional country themes with the rough-hewn, rebellious spirit that would come to define outlaw country. It was during this period that Jennings' collaboration with other like-minded artists began to take shape. 
His friendship and musical partnership with Willie Nelson, in particular, became a defining feature of his career. Together, they forged a new path within the country music genre, one that celebrated authenticity, storytelling, and a rejection of the polished Nashville sound. This era of Jennings' career set the stage for the groundbreaking success that would come in the mid to late 1970s, as he became a leading figure in the outlaw country movement, forever changing the landscape of country music itself. The years between 1959 and 1972 were a time of significant transformation for Wayland Jennings. From the depths of personal tragedy and the struggles of artistic identity, he emerged as a voice of defiance and authenticity in country music. This part of his life laid the foundation for his legendary status, marking the ascent of a true outlaw in the Nashville music scene. Part 3, The Outlaw Breaks Free, 1973 to 1985. The period from 1973 to 1985 marked the golden era of Wailing Jennings' career, a time when he not only achieved peak artistic freedom, but also solidified his position as a cornerstone of the outlaw country movement. This point in Jennings' life and his story is characterized by groundbreaking musical achievements, significant collaborations, and a deepening of his legacy as a rebel in Nashville's music scene. It was during these years that Jennings truly broke free from the constraints that had bound him, charting a course that would influence generations of musicians to come. In 1973, Jennings released Lonesome, Ornery and Mean, and Honky Tonk Heroes, albums that would become seminal works in the outlaw country genre. These records were pivotal, not just in Jennings' career, but also in the broader context of country music, signaling a shift away from the polished Nashville sound towards something more raw and authentic. The music was a reflection of Jennings' own life experiences infused with themes of independence, defiance, and personal struggle. His voice, deep and resonant, carried stories that resonated with listeners who were hungry for music that spoke to their own lives and challenges. The release of Wanted, The Outlaws in 1976, a compilation album featuring Jennings, Willie Nelson, Jesse Coulter, Jennings' wife, and Tom Paul Glazer marked a watershed moment in country music. It was the first country album to be certified platinum, a testament to the growing appeal of the outlaw country movement. The album's success was a clear indication of the shifting dynamics in country music, with audiences embracing the authenticity and grit of artists like Jennings over the manufactured sounds of mainstream Nashville. Waylon's partnership with Willie Nelson was particularly fruitful during this period. Their collaborations, including the iconic duet, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys, became defining hits of the era. These songs not only showcased the synergistic musical relationship between Jennings and Nelson, but also underscored the thematic pillars of outlaw country, freedom, rebellion, and a deep connection to the trials and tribulations of everyday life. Amidst his professional success, Jennings faced personal challenges, including battles with addiction that threatened to derail his career and personal life. Yet, even as he confronted these demons, Jennings' music continued to thrive, a testament to his resilience and dedication to his craft. His struggles with addiction were not hidden from the public. Instead, they became part of the narrative that made his music all the more authentic and relatable. Throughout the 1970s and into the early 1980s, Jennings continued to release 
hit after hit after hit, including albums like I've Always Been Crazy and The Eagle. These works further cemented his status as a music industry icon, not just within the realm of country music, but across the broader musical landscape. His influence extended beyond his own recordings as he mentored younger artists and remained a vocal advocate for artistic freedom within the music industry. Jennings' impact during this era was profound, reshaping the contours of country music and setting the stage for future generations of artists. His refusal to conform, his commitment to authenticity, and his unparalleled musical talent made him a figure of enduring significance in the music world. The period from 1973 to 1985 was a time of triumph and transformation for Waylon Jennings. It was during these years that he fully embraced his identity as an outlaw, breaking free from the constraints of Nashville and the Nashville establishment and forging a legacy that would forever change the landscape of country music. His journey through this era was a testament to the power of authenticity and the importance of artistic freedom, as well as the enduring impact and appeal of music and how it speaks to the human experience. Part 4, Legacy and Farewell, 1985-2002 During the late 1980s and the early 1990s, Jenny's career underwent a transformation. He continued to produce music that resonated with fans, releasing albums like Will the Wolf Survive and The Eagle, which reflected his continued commitment to blending traditional country with his distinctive outlaw style. However, this era also saw Jennings stepping back from the relentless pace of his earlier career, allowing him to reflect on his legacy and influence on the music industry. One of the most significant aspects of Jennings' later years was his mentorship of younger artists. Recognizing his position as an elder statesman of country music, Jennings took many emerging musicians under his wing, sharing the lessons he had learned from his own experiences in the industry. His guidance helped shape the careers of artists like Travis Tritt and Hank Williams III, ensuring that his impact on country music would endure through successive generations. Jennings' personal life during this time was marked by a significant struggle with diabetes, a battle that would ultimately contribute to his declining health. Despite these challenges, he remained active in the music scene, his spirit undiminished by his physical limitations. Jennings' resilience in the face of adversity was a reflection of the themes that had defied his music for decades. Toughness, independence, and an unyielding commitment to living life on his own terms. On February 13, 2002, Waylon Jennings passed away in his sleep due to complications from diabetes at the age of 64. The news of his death sent shockwaves through the music community and among fans worldwide. Tributes poured in, highlighting not only his contributions to country music, but also his role as a cultural icon who transcended genre boundaries. Waylon Jennings' funeral was attended by a who's who of the music industry, a testament to the respect and admiration he garnered from his peers. In the wake of his passing, Jennings' legacy has only grown stronger. He is remembered not just for his music, but also for his pioneering spirit and his role in shaping the outlaw country movement. His influence can be heard in the work of countless artists who cite him as an inspiration and his recordings continue to find new audiences. The Wayling Jennings Scholarship Fund, established in his memory, supports aspiring musicians, ensuring that his commitment to nurturing talent continues. 
The legacy of Waylon Jennings is a complex tapestry woven from strands of music, rebellion, and resilience. His life's work challenged the conventions of the country music industry and paved the way for artists who sought to express their authenticity through music. As a mentor, he guided the next generation, ensuring that the spirit of outlaw country would live on. In his farewell, Jennings left behind a legacy that transcends time, a reminder of the power of music to inspire, challenge, and transform. And that concludes today's episode on Waylon Jennings, a legend whose music and spirit continue to influence the world of country music and beyond. He's also who died today February 13th. If you're captivated by Jennings' contributions to the outlaw movement, his unique sound, and his legacy in music history, please follow our Instagram at who.died.today. Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and try to subscribe. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we continue to celebrate the lives of artists whose authenticity and creativity have left a lasting impact on their genres. I'm your host, Peter, thanking you for joining us in remembering and appreciating the life and the music of Waylon Jennings, a true pioneer of country music.